Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus bail Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind. Yeah, we'll bring this thing in. We good? All right. Now we're rocking. Now I can hear myself. Yeah, it's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here live. You can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. You can check us out on all of your favorite podcasts, Spotify, what are all of them? Maybe Apple Podcasts. I'm Cody Ryan, your host this morning, your one and only host this morning. Of course, Road Rash, Twisting Wires, and making sure everything comes across loud and clear across your airwaves as we uh, talk hunting, fishing, and outdoor adventure, thank you, Road Rash, for hanging out with me. You're going to have to ride a little sidekick with me as uh, I'll shoot straight. My, I'm a little distracted this uh, morning. What's, uh, what's, got your, what's got your eye? I, I mean, I, nothing in particular, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, but I just... I'm distracted. It's just one of those mornings where, uh, yeah, yeah, I, 
I just, uh, just a lot of things flowing through a very small brain that can only handle uh, minimal information, input and Exput. See, that's not. That's close. That's not the word. That's not the word. Output. <laughs> See, it takes a second, and uh, it's just that morning. TJ and Beefsteak are in Mexico. If things aren't scary enough, TJ and Beefsteak, yes, drove across the border in Beefsteak's truck to Mexico. They're over there quail hunting and dove hunting. TJ and I did that trip last year with some friends, and, um, man, it was – it's awesome, dude. How would, uh, how'd, you, how'd you end up getting left behind this time? Well, it, I had a lot of stuff going on on my end and just decided long ago that I wasn't going. TJ and I were like, yeah, I can't go. And he's like, yeah, I got too much going on. I can't go this year. Uh, next thing I know – he calls me and says, hey, you got the show by yourself, Beefsteak and I are going to Mexico. Okay. As is the typical amount of warning in the radio biz? Yes. Yes. So uh, they drove across the border to go. I'm sure we'll hear, hear plenty of stories over the next two months, if I were to guess, uh, especially Beefsteak. I mean, that's just a scary thought. If you know the guy at all or you've listened to the show at all, you've probably developed this character in your head. Well, the character on radio is a, a very... I'm trying to think of... I See, I can say whatever I want this morning. Really, so I could just shoot completely straight. The character on the show, Beefsteak, is... Uh, he that's a mild version of the reality. Yeah, when the when the um commercials are going, we get a very different beef. Yeah, it's a different beef. It's a different beef. So he's uh him in Mexico and my father is TJ if for those that don't know the connection. Uh that, you know, he's he's at kind of happy go lucky Kind of made me nervous last year when we drove across the border. I said, Dad, this is this is like a serious deal. You know, this is, I mean, you got to take this seriously when you go across the border. Uh, and I think he realized it, you know, by the time we got over there and we're working our way back. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm mostly playing, but I cannot wait to hear the stories that come uh, back. I know not all of them will. Some stories remain in Mexico, so they're over there doing some. I've been getting a few pictures here and there. They're they're doing a little fishing and uh, definitely dove hunting and quail hunting, which we did not do last year, um, but that was part of the trip. They said the quail hunting's a little tough this year, not a lot of birds, but um, but there's, I mean, the dove are just everywhere. So uh, excited to hear about that. They'll be driving back today, this morning. And uh, as to the reason we stayed last year, TJ and I stayed and did the show live from Mexico, from the from the lodge there. And by the time we were done doing the show, we uh, went to come back, to drive back. And 
normally you have a host that meets you, uh, one of the guys that runs the lodge, um, a local guy there in Mexico, meets you at the border and brings you across in and guides you straight to the ranch, and then you got to... And then he takes you back to the border and makes sure you get across fine and everything. Well, we didn't have that because we stayed later than everybody. Everybody left while we were doing the show. And so we had to make our journey back by ourselves, you know, looking at uh, Google Maps, which is not always accurate, number one. Number two, really not always accurate in Mexico where some roads exist some roads don't. So uh, we had to make that journey back. That was a little uh, little nerve-wracking. And maybe I'm just uptight with some of that stuff, but I, I think I'm overly cautious um, because I've probably watched too many episodes of Arrested Abroad or Locked Up Abroad or whatever that show is um, where people get locked up, mostly for doing things wrong, which obviously we weren't. Uh, but... Occasionally, you get locked up for wrong place, wrong time. And until that gets sorted out, you're in a Mexican jail. And that doesn't sound very fun. So um, that's probably where most of my concern comes from, come to think of it. Uh, Daddy-Daughter Week Adventures this week. I got to play Mr. Mom as the um, as my wife. Nicole was working in Round Top. So Round Top's a small town, uh, just a few minutes from our house. And twice a year, they have a big, uh, they have a spring show and a fall show where uh, they call it the antique show. Sounds pretty lame if you were just to think, if you didn't know what it was. Uh, in reality, tens, hundreds, maybe a hundred thousand people ten thousand tens of thousands of people anyway come to this small town with the population 90 there's a population 90 in round top i still don't believe towns like that exist anymore 90 people in this town of round top 11 minutes from my house and uh it's funny because the city the town during the fall and spring antique show uh, changes the population uh, sign. You know, it says the name of the town. They change the population sign, add a comma and three zeros for the antique show. So it's 90,000 people during antique week. And uh, so we got two weeks in the fall, two weeks in the spring. It's one of those things where, like, all the locals are like, oh, man, antique shows this week. This is when we need to get out of town, you know, go visit some family. So every, all the locals leave, supposedly. Well, we stayed in town. My uh, wife uh, helped a friend at one of her stores. So it's a store of all like, think about like, uh, oh, what are those? I, I'm just thinking like the uh, shows on HGTV, you know? Yeah, like some uh, TV selling, you know, te- telemarketer Ship kind of Shiplap. Shiplap decorating stuff, you know, like old metal signs, shiplap walls, and uh, women wearing those funny hats with the feathers sticking out of them, right? You mean a pimp hat? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it used to be. Now it's like the upscale thing to wear. I'm having a bad hair day. I'll wear my 
$700 mink hat. Uh, so uh, lots of people from all over the country. I don't know how many. I, I know there are some from the world, all over the world, uh, that come as well. And, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vendors. It actually now takes up like two towns, Carmine and Round Top, and then there's another town, I don't know, that's near there that's kind of gotten involved. So, uh, anyway, the Big Antique Show's been in town. Today is the, maybe it was done yesterday. I think it's gone. But my wife was helping out at it, and uh, so I played Mr. Mom, and we uh, rode around on the tractor quite a bit around the farm. And, I mean, there's only so much you can get done productively with a three-year-old, but we did what we could, and we had fun, so... That's all that matters. Not a crazy hunting and fishing week. We did go to the lake, and right as I started getting the perch to bite at the lake off the dock, my daughter was like, I want a snack. And she just sat there and ate pretzels instead of fish. So that's what we did. We ate pretzels at the lake. That's about as outdoorsy as it got this week for me. McBride's Guns. With the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The ones we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's Guns. They're Austin, family-owned and operated, full-service firearm dealer. They've been here forever. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532 or online, McBride'sGuns.com. Go see our friends. Proud supporters of the Outdoor Zone. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. All right, on the flip side, we're going to try and get our good buddy Clark Wendlet. He is the multi-time Angler of the Year, Bassmaster Elite Series Angler, and was also in Mexico this week setting up deer camp. We'll talk about all his adventures, what next year looks like, and hunting. Uh, if we can get him on the line, he is at his family ranch now. And uh, so we're going to try and get a hold of Clark Winlet this morning. You get it all in one place. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the Bunkhouse 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the Bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone brought to you by Nile Maxwell Super Center. Let the spirit of adventure guide you down the road. Paved or unpaved, the perfect new Jeep for the times at the number one Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram dealership in Central Texas. At the number one volume sales leader in Central Texas, your chance to save, get out, and hit the road in more Jeeps in every make and model you want is going on right now. At the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, now 620 and 183 in Austin. See all the savings online Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 
Com. So, uh, we just talked to, what was his name? Uh, Sam, do you just talk to, who Who was it that answered? Uh, uh, that was our friend Scott. Oh, Scott. <laughs> Shout out to Scott answering Clark Winlet's phone this morning. As Clark, Clark is uh, in the deer stand this morning. I, You know, I had this feeling that that was going to happen. Uh, I just, I knew he was down there. I know how those things go. I know that getting in the deer stand is of utmost importance at times. Uh, but we do have TJ calling in from Mexico. Good morning, TJ. Keep it quiet out there. I'm on the phone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey. What are you doing? Aren't Man. you supposed to be leaving? Aren't you supposed to be coming oh. back? We're watching this. I'm watching the sunrise over the international border. We're on the Mexico side of the ranch, and we're coming back that way. Leaving here in about five minutes, but just wanted to chime in and tell tell everybody, man. Next week, you're you are, you are not going to want to miss the show. So we have we've encountered five foot rattlesnakes, uh, quail. Uh, Havelina, the cartel stopped us on the ranches. Hmm. Uh, just almost spooky, scary, bizarre, but everything is, you know, the people here are just amazing, wonderful. Of course, the the wildlife and the facility and the place we're at is just amazing. Um, but it is, it's kind of got a, uh, a serenity out here. Uh, and then you come up over a Sendero and there's two guys, probably 15 years old with ARs and cell phones and checking you, asking you who you are, what are you doing? Uh, it's kind of strange, kind of strange, but, uh, but it's Mexico. That is the Mexico of today, for sure. And yeah. one of the reasons that, you know, we're concerned, I was concerned uh, for your adventures over there. Uh, I am glad that you're making it back. It is an adventure, and a man needs adventure, um, but calculated adventure as well. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm here with, with a bunch of guys who, uh, well, I'm here with Beefsteak. And but I see a that's the scariest part. (laughs) Well, I'm here with a bunch of guys who come here regularly. This is you know the and the people, the outfitters that come back and drive us back and forth from the border. um, They know the system. They know the people. They know the federales. They know the police. They know the cartel that are working on the fifty thousand acre ranch you know there's and so it's it's you know they know who each other is and and these guys aren't looking to mess with a bunch of hunters right um you know they've they've got other things on their mind and it's not it's not us we did see some some uh random walkers you know people um right on the international border right on the river um, wandering around and um, carrying backpacks and stuff like that. 
trying to cross or moving around, but you know, they, they didn't bother us. We don't bother them. They were at kind of a distance. So, uh, that was interesting, <clears throat> but it's, um, uh, it's a good show. We'll talk a whole lot about it. And, and, uh, th- you know, there's, there's fear with it, obviously, because of the stories that are going on, but <clears throat> the culture down here and the people down here are spectacular. Right. Um, we, we, the, our bird boys this time are three, we're three young guys. They were cowboys and, uh, they break horses and work on ranches and, uh, to earn some, some money for their family. They come out here and they work on this ranch while their son is here and, uh, just a fantastic cultural, just good, hard working young people. And, uh, and it's amazing. Well, and and that's always been the deal with Mexico is the culture is the draw in my mind. Yeah. Oh, you can feel it when yeah. you when you're here. You can feel it, and but you know what's funny? They they all have iPhones. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't <laughs> they you? Have, I, they all would have. You, they all have. What phones. would you have? A uh, what's the other one that Beefsteak has? The uh, what other kind Android. of Android? Android. What would they have? An Android? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it's pretty funny, you know, and we'll be driving along in the middle of the ranch and they'll have a little bit of music going and then, you know, Mexican music and uh, just, it's just, it's just great, man. I just, anyway, and looking forward to deer season starting next week. Um, you know, we're hunting our property for the first time and uh, so much going on right now and uh, getting to go with you on the fishing trip coming up in a couple of weeks. That's not a fishing trail. trip. That's a that's I a know, work I, a work trip. I know, I know. I'm trying to I'm trying to gear myself up for it because you you about got me freaked out about it. Yeah, well, good. Uh, you need you. I need you there working. So, but I need you up early and staying up late, getting little I sleep. I can handle it. I can handle it. I'm a I'm a bash caddy from way back. So you're a team, a team tournament partner. I'm trying to change your mindset on that too. Hey, thank you for reaching out this morning from Mexico. Y'all be safe on your drive back and, uh, keep your eyes peeled and let us know as soon as you, uh, cross back into the great United States of America. All right. Well, tell every, don't forget, remind everybody next week, big show. We'll talk about Mexico and all that's going on. God bless, and uh, happy deer season. See ya. All right, that's TJ live from Mexico as they're about to make their adventure back across the border. But in the meantime, I got to tell you about Honda. Well, it's known for its dependability, but every Honda is so much more sporty, versatile, and ready for anything. The Civic and Accord boast the style and sophistication that was born to turn heads or the rugged and fully capable lineup of SUVs like the Passport or Pilot and a truck that's ready for anything. The all-new 2021 Ridgeline. Uh, uh, First Texas Honda, Howdy Honda, Round Rock Honda, or Honda San Marcos. Best value brand awarded to Honda 2015 to 2021. And 2021's Kelly Blue Book Brand Image Awards 
Man, you can't beat it. Go visit our friends. First Honda, Howdy Honda, Round Rock Honda, or Honda in San Marcos. All right, coming up next, we will talk a uh, little fishing. Plus, we have your, what do we got, news of the weird, game warden field notes, all that and more. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the Bunkhouse 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Hi, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone, and I got to tell you, Andy Morgan, guy that just brought us in that clip, a buddy of mine, Luke Duncan, does a podcast, Luke Duncan's traveling circus i think it's called something like that but uh he does a series called boats and pros where he takes out uh professional anglers in random old boats and he just released one this week with andy morgan the guy that just brought us in and they have a shrimp boat on the tennessee river uh no an oyster boat called half shell the half shell Anyway, it's a funny episode if you're looking for something to listen to. And obviously you are if you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Speaking of the half shell and the oyster boat, Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Barn Grill. Our amazing friends at Shore are serving regional cuisine, combined flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They have really cool selection of oysters with $1 golf oyster specials starting at 5 p.m. on Mondays. They've got live music out on the patios. It's always a good time at the Shore Raw Barn Grill. Located Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Wine Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Barn Grill. Uh, check out their menu and all they have going, the live shows and all that at shoreatx.com. Go get you some. All right, now let's uh, let's break into the news of the weird. Uh, huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. A bicycle spotted a brown bear on an Alaskan trail. Then it started running towards him. The biker was about 30 feet from the brown bear Tuesday when it started to charge. Alaskan wildlife troopers said the man got off his bicycle and started shouting at the bear. He then fell to the ground, covered his head. Officials said the bicyclist started to kick at the bear, but the brown bear mauled him. The bear made contact and bit the victim's lower leg just below the knee, Alaskan state trooper said. In a news release, the bear made one contact and one bite, then immediately retreated into the vegetation the same way it approached. The man was carrying a gun, but didn't use it, trooper said. I think that's what makes this the weird story for me. I'm just curious if he was also hunting Tom Hardy uh, through a frozen tundra. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> sounds like the Revenant, bro. Oh, getting attacked by oh. the bear. Yeah, that's exact. That's right, isn't it? Uh, so I, I thought I, I keep thinking like when people are out in the woods now, saying they're looking for somebody. It's that guy that killed the Instagram chick. Oh, I thought they found him. I think they found bones of him. Oh, yeah. but. No one can, but there's a big conspiracy that he's like, how do you find bones already? Like, they wouldn't just be bones. What? Oh, like, you don't think even if something ate at him or anything? Well, or? I, that's, that was my thought. I guess it depends on how fresh the bones are. Anyway, that's a weird, that's a weird deal. Uh, he said the man was carrying a gun but didn't use it. The biker walked to the highway and called a friend to come pick him up. Official said he went to a medical clinic, was treated for puncture wounds and a laceration. The man estimated the bear to weigh about 500 pounds. The victim stated he did not notice anything out of the ordinary prior to the mauling, but did say he did notice bear tracks in the snow, Trooper said. He believes the bear was alone. Um, like I said, this was kind of a weird deal for me. The weirdest part being that he had a firearm. And is that not, first of all, you're on a bicycle and you get off your bicycle. Like, I can see that instead of trying to pedal away real quick because then maybe you're looking like, you know, something the prey is chasing or I don't know. Uh, Bears are kind of active. Something else I read in a story we may go over here in a little bit, but something else I read are the bears are so active right now because in preparation of going into hibernation. So they're eating anything and everything in sight, whether it's berries, apparently human legs. I um, Should I be embarrassed that I only just this year learned that hibernation does not actually mean that they sleep straight through for that many months of the year? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, they don't. I well, apparently they, you know, they get up, they do stuff, they still got to eat, they still got to, you know, just not as much. Yeah, they they're not near as active. Yeah, but I like I legitimately in my head as a grown adult, I was picturing this animal just sleeping in a spot and sleeping for four months and randomly waking up four I'm, months later. I'm 23 years old. <laughs> it would be nothing but sticks and bones left after four months of not eating and drinking. I don't know why that never clicked in my brain. I, now, all they're doing is, like, stashing stuff in a cave. They're getting all their wood ready for, to keep a fire going, to keep it warm. They're stashing water. Uh, they're getting their cave ready that they camp in. But they still, like, wake up and, you know, make coffee in the morning and stuff. I mean, that's what I assume. Uh, in California, four weeks after an oil spill, blobs of crude in the southern California's coast uh, surfers have returned to the waves, and people are playing in the surf. Okay, not a big deal. But fishermen still can't drop lines in the same water. This is, you know, we talk a lot about California, and I kind of, like, one side of me feels bad, you know, that we're, like, always talking about California and California. It's a beautiful state. It has some of the most magnificent weather in some areas. It has the most magnificent forest and woods and mountains, ranges in, in California that I absolutely love. I mean, there's 
There's some beautiful beaches, or there were the last I saw. I don't know what they look like in present day. It's been probably a decade or more. Um, But it's stuff like this. California has prohibited fishing in an area that ranges about 6 to 12 miles off the shores of Orange County since an undersea pipeline leaked uh, at least about 25,000 gallons of crude oil into the Pacific Ocean. State environmental health experts are conducting studies to determine whether shellfish are safe for human consumption, a process expected to take weeks or longer. Uh, Scott Brenneman, owner of West Caught Fish, said he still fishes for tuna and black cod well beyond the prohibited area. He said he's been able to keep selling his catch to restaurants and customers, um, but customers aren't buying like they usually do in popular Newport Beach fish markets because of the concerns about the state fishing ban. This is the problem with California and why we talk about it. The problem that you allow one agenda and not another. I see concerns about that, about an oil spill and the fishery and all of that. But if you're going to allow people to play in it and splash around and get this contaminated water, quote-unquote, in their ears, nose, carry it all around on their surfboards and swim trunks, then what's the difference between fishing It just doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't understand it. One thing I do understand is everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust, but we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. They're family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Yeah, they'll take care of new car warranty needs. Sun Auto can help every. Uh, transmission issue, oil changes, they got it all. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every single week, or you can check them out online, sunautoservice.com. Mention uh, locations to mention, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and at 1206 Ranch Road 620 in Lakeway, Sun Auto Service. Coming up next, we've got Game Warden Field Notes. Then at the top of the hour, we're going to talk to our good friend Bob Lusk with Pond Boss. All that and more. It is the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Walk along river, sweet All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone, and there's no better way to ensure a successful farm or ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. That's why we trust Farm Ranch Store 
Com. Our supplies and products come from leading suppliers such as Prefert, Powder River, and WW Manufacturing, all of whom are trusted names in the industry. Our products have been consistently used by professional ropers and top organizations, ranches, and farms alike. Go visit our friends with the trusted stamp of approval, farmranchstore.com, where the landowner goes to get the work done. All right, let's hit our Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife Biologists have been made aware of an ongoing situation involving multiple black bear present near the North Double Diamond community south of Alpine, Texas. It's believed the bear are currently displaying behavior typical of uh, excessive or extreme hunger as they prepare for the winter season. See, here you go. This is the whole hibernation thing and preparation. Uh, reports suggest that these individuals have been attracted to and searching for easily accessible food sources, pet food, wildlife feeders, livestock feed, etc. Should you encounter a black bear in the area, immediately deploy adverse, uh, uh, aversive conditioning by creating loud noises, shout, hand clap, air horns, car horns, sirens, Bang pots and pans, if you carry them around with you, uh, to startle the bear. Once the bear leaves, please report the encounter to your district biologist or Texas Parks and Wildlife game warden. Texas Parks and Wildlife highly encourages all members of the community to report bear sightings in the area. It's critical that the department is able to monitor this ongoing situation with the full extent of known black bear encounters. This friendly reminder Preventing uh, I just drew a blank. I don't even know where that whole sentence went. Uh, so sorry, that was not radio friendly silence. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. So in Alpine, Texas, you have this influx of these bears that are showing up and getting reports of. Uh, they're they're asking, and they're they seem to be aggressive and hungry. Obviously, they're you know working towards the winter hibernation where they go into their caves and, like I said, collect firewood and uh, camp out for the for the week for yeah. the for a few months. I, I thought the black bears were the general p words of the bear community. They're they're just smaller. That's all they are. But I thought too, yeah, because they they they're the ones that will get scared and run away. I think our bicycle homeboy just had the wrong kind of bear. Yeah, they all <laughs> they all get scared and run away if you have pots and pans and you bang them together. That's the problem. That's what they're suggesting. Uh, I didn't know this, and I guess I never really thought about it because early on you would hear, hear reports of. Bears coming into Texas, people seeing black bears in Texas, you would get these random reports. Um, it's kind of like, I, I don't know, the Sasquatch sightings for me for a little while. 
You know, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if we see a lot of blackberries in Texas. But it's a thing. But I did not know this part. The black bear is protected and a rare species in the state of Texas. So you cannot just shoot them. I mean, because that was obviously, as in Texas, we have a lot of exotics. A lot of exotic deer, uh, antelope, a lot of different exotic species that have either... Uh, gotten out from certain high game, uh, high fence ranches or are at high fence ranches, but have also become more native. Like my in-laws own a place in Rock Springs and we'll often see uh, Audad sheep or uh, black buck antelope, axis deer, you know, which are non-native to Texas originally, but have adapted amazingly well. And at some point, gotten out uh, from a high fence game ranch as like the YO was a big importer. The YO ranch was one of the original, if not the original importer of exotics from overseas in which we do get some backlash for the high game, high fence ranches in the state of Texas. In reality, some of these high fence ranches have brought back numbers of these species that far surpass their native lands. Many of these deer and these antelope would be extinct if it wasn't for Texas ranchers growing these animals and different antelopes and deer. It's amazing, but we've kind of figured out a a way to keep them. The animals that survive well in Texas were not much different in a lot of ways than a lot of these native or, or than, than these deer and antelopes native land and so we've been able to keep these animals these deer these antelopes uh, and and they've they've skyrocketed in numbers and done well and now there's a lot of them that are free-ranging all over the state and uh, it's kind of cool i don't know why i went off on that tangent other than i did not believe that black bears would do that in the state of texas Primarily, I see a bear, I think of mountains, I think of tall pine trees, Alpine, Texas, it's up there, you know, it's, I'm sure it has some, some cool months, but it's also not the visual that I have when I think of bears, but I guess they're taking over. Male bears weigh 150 to 350 pounds and female bears weigh 120 to 250 pounds. So I guess the biker... Uh, maybe he did see a brown bear or something. It didn't seem like it would be a black bear, I guess, if it was 500 pounds, as he claimed. Of course, it's hard to weigh them when they're chewing on your leg. You know, that's hard to tell. Your final days to save like a pro at Nile Maxwell GMC with more best-in-class features and savings on every new GMC in stock. Your new GMC is here. They have hundreds of incredible vehicles And if they don't have it, they're professional-grade experts in Round Rock, well, they'll find it for you. You can select from the entire lineup of new GMCs from any maker model, check financing options, request a credit check, all that from the comfort of your home, NileMaxwellGMC.com, or you can go in and see our friends, Nile Maxwell GMC. Exit 256 in Round Rock or online, NileMaxwellGMC.com. See dealer for details. We are professional grade somehow we knocked out an entire hour 
the first hour of the Outdoor Zone. Uh, I am Cody Ryan. Thank you for hanging out with me. On the flip side, we've got a whole nother hour with some of your favorite topics. The Armed Citizens Report, the Peter Report. Ugh. All that and more. Plus, we've got Bob Bob Lusk, the Pond Boss, on the flip side. We're going to talk lakes and ponds in Texas and abroad, all over the world, really. He's going all over the world, checking out lakes and ponds. What a living. All right, we'll talk to Bob on the flip side. You get it only one place. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the Buckhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. <laughs> 